This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Jackie O and you're listening to Militantly Mixed. Yo, this is Rashani from the Single Simulcast. And when I'm not making you laugh or making up parody songs, I'm kicking back listening to Militantly Mixed. Hey y'all, it's your girl Charmaine, aka Mixed Girl Maine, coming at you with a quick Militantly Mixed update for the episode about self-hate from a couple weeks ago. The episode aired on September 17th and it was a solo episode in which I discussed self-hate about mixedness based off of sort of a triggering event that I had with some DMs on Twitter. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go ahead and stop here, go back, listen to that episode, and then come back. Otherwise, everything I talk about doesn't connect. (laughs) So basically, a couple weeks back, there was a person who reached out to me on Twitter, a DMs, who has reached out to me before, and they deal with a lot of self-hate about their mixedness. And so sometimes it's more of sort of a how do you deal with and and it's conversational, but uh, sometimes there's huge gaps in between the contact. And in this particular case, there was a couple months of a gap between content and the opening line of the messages that they sent me was very triggering for me because my interpretation of reading that message was that not only was mixedness not a genuine identity, but that this person who wrote the message seemed to imply that I would agree with that. I still don't know if I interpreted that correctly, but that is how reading that message That's how I interpreted it and it triggered me. It it made me feel all kinds of ways. And so I continued to read through their message and then I responded and then I didn't hear anything back. And like a whole day had gone by and I still hadn't heard anything back. And it had gone, it had, I had gone through kind of the gamut of emotions of like anger and freaking out. And, and then I got into this little dark patch of sort of the futility of what I was doing. It's not how I feel now, but it was how I felt in, in, a little bit of the moment. It's like after a year of doing this show and talking about mixedness and all this kind of stuff, I'm not making an impact and blah, blah, blah. I know that the show makes an impact. I get messages every week telling me how much particular episodes mean to people. So I don't believe that my efforts on this show is futile in any way, shape or form. But because of this triggering event, it put me down a spiral in which I did feel that way for a period of time. And then I had to dig myself out of it. Um, My reaction to those messages was I could recorded an episode to talk about self-hate and my feelings about it. I also designed a t-shirt that talked about loving my mix and put that up on the Teespring page. And basically it sparked several conversations with former guests and other mixed folks that I know about this this series of DMs that I got. And I didn't know if the person was going to hear the episode or see my tweets or ever talk to me again because I hadn't heard back. So I had no way of knowing. Uh, so the update is that the person did reach back out to me a couple weeks later and let me know that they heard the, the episode. And then they apologized for triggering me so much. Um, and basically the reaction was that they apologized for triggering me, but then also was like, maybe I should be more mindful and kind of keep my mouth shut. And that wasn't exactly the reaction that I wanted either. I appreciate the effort to apologize when you do trigger somebody, but I don't want that to necessarily turn into, I keep my mouth shut. I wanted it to use it as a moment of opening up dialogue to improve the situation, right? 
So if you're dealing with any kind of, of hate or negativity, you want to be able to combat that in the best way you can through open dialogue and and humanizing the situation, right? Um, I think right now, if we were trying to end up in a conversation with an, you know, a white supremacist or something like that, we're not going to make a lot of dents. You know, maybe we get humanized enough that they actually consider us, but it's unlikely. Um, and you can only have a dialogue so far before it's like, okay, no effort on this other person's part is going to to happen so no more of my labor to do this i was sort of in the middle between these feelings of like after all these back and forths that this person and i had had i wasn't making a dent so why push on and also feeling like i can't let this person slip by me still feeling like they hate themselves you know for being mixed because it's something we cannot control our mixedness is something we cannot control so we either have to ignore it or we have to embrace it. But hating ourselves because of it is, I mean, there's just no win there. There's no win there. You can't do anything about being mixed. You just can't. You just are. So why hate yourself for it? Let's just try to figure out a way to live our life with it, right? So while I do 100% appreciate that the person heard the episode and and was apologetic that I ha that it made me feel a certain way, the way I reacted to it is my thing, right? It's my reaction. I had to deal with that. Um, yeah, maybe there is a wording way or something that could have been a little bit clearer that may not have triggered me so much. Sure. But whatever. It happened. And I, I did the work to get through it. But because I have a platform about mixedness, I did the work publicly. I put it on my Twitter. I put it on my episode. I talked about it on Facebook. I talked about it with friends and other mixed folks that I've connected with because of the show. Whereas this person doesn't really have that kind of platform. And in fact, they don't even want to share it really publicly. They're only coming to me because I have the platform. So I do hope that over time, this person does decide they want to come on and talk about it because I think, you know, rather than me talking at the audience about self-hate, actually hearing someone going through it and kind of trying to figure out what it is, um, that is har harming this person so much that they're walking around feeling like this all the time, it would be better to have a dialogue to do it. I don't know if I don't ever get there. And in fact, every message between us is weeks and weeks apart. So it's, it's hard to have a real dialogue about what's going on. In fact, after the apology, I responded back with several messages I haven't heard back since then again. So I don't know what this person's life is like uh, and what would make these delays go on. It does make it very it is very anxiety producing because I never know how my message hits. And so I don't know if like I've created an enemy or created a, a, a sadder person or, or if I've been helpful, you know, I can't tell because they don't respond for several weeks. So the update, I guess, basically is, is I've heard back from this person. Uh, they were apologetic about the triggering thing, uh, but then also, unfortunately, had the reaction of maybe I just need to keep this shit to myself. And that is, I believe, also a mistake, and I hope that's not what happens for this person. They did assure me that they were in therapy about some of their, their self-hate issues, but that the racial aspects of their hate is not being dealt with and addressed. And this is true. I mean, I've been in therapy. I've never been lucky enough to have a, a therapist of color. I've always only ever had white therapists. I've tried to find black and brown therapists. The one time I had an opportunity to have a person of color be my therapist, when that person found out I was polyamorous, they said they didn't want to treat me because they didn't think they could get past their judgment 
of my lifestyle, quote unquote, to treat me. So it was an unfortunate thing. I finally found somebody of color that I could speak to and they didn't want to speak to me. I have had one really great white therapist who knows that she doesn't know. And she does actually try to do the work. And then she also notes in the session of when like, oh, I'm sorry, you're doing this labor for me right now to explain, but you know, it, it'll help. I will grow, blah, 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 blah. Uh, unfortunately, I can't afford therapy right now. So I can't go back to her um, or seek out a brown therapist uh, to, to deal with at the moment. Um, but this part is true. This is an unfortunate side of the therapy scene is that it's really hard for us to connect with people like us that could help us deal with some of this stuff. So sometimes you end up having to go to people. And that's where the social engagement element of mixedness is important. That is what has been sort of the magic of Militantly Mixed since I started it is that as people got to hear the show and as the show grew, when they reach out to me to tell me, oh, I've heard an episode or I've heard 10 episodes or whatever, and these are all the reasons why this show resonates with me, that's because they're missing a community. They're lacking a community. I lacked a community too, and that's why I started the show. I couldn't figure out how else I was going to meet mixed people. There's no dating sites for, well, there are now, but at the time I was thinking about this stuff, there were no dating sites for, for specifically mixed people. Not that that would necessarily be the way I want to build a community. Um, and there's no like friendship apps back then. I mean, there kind of are now um, where you can kind of specifically look for friends that are in these pockets of, of culture that you're in, you know? And so you, you try the best you can through hashtags and other ways, but that's a lot of work and a lot of labor. So I created the show because I wanted to talk about mixedness on a regular basis and I wanted to connect with other mixed people. And a year later, I mean, I'm on episode 64 now, a year later, I have met with all these people. I've had all these conversations. I have a record of all the conversations I've had with all these mixed people and I'm sharing it with the world so that y'all see that you're not alone and you're not isolated. You just might be in a pocket where you are isolated, but that we're out here. And we may have to create our community through online channels. Hopefully, eventually this show and this platform gets so big that we can have mixed or mixers, <laughs> mixers, mixed mixers in, in public spaces so that you can actually connect with other people who are mixed. But for right now, it's maybe the show and a couple other things. So what I'd like you to do is go onto Facebook if you're on Facebook, go to the Militantly Mixed page, the public page, scroll down until you see the post about the private group. It is a closed group, so anything you post on there will only be show, shared and showed to the people who are actually members of the group. A few of y'all have joined it so far. I think there's like a handful of people at the moment. But this is a place for your engagement. It's not meant to be led by me. It's meant to be participated by all. So if you're if you got articles about mixedness and you want to share, if you have feelings about certain events or whatever, and you want to share, you can do it there. It's a closed group. Only the people in the group will see it. Nobody else. That's the Militantly Mixed podcast page. It is a closed group. You can also continue to reach out to me through email, Charmaine at militantlymixed.com. S is in Sam, H-A-R, M as in Mary, A as in Nancy, E at militantlymixed.com. You can slide into my DMs on Twitter and Instagram at militantlymixed like y'all have been doing. Oh gosh, I love that you that y'all send me messages. You don't understand. I talk to other podcasters and... I have a lot of friends now that are podcasters and most of them don't get the amount of engagement that I feel that I get. Uh, 
at almost on a weekly basis. It, it kind of comes and goes. Sometimes it's a lot depending on an episode. Sometimes I'll get like, you know, a handful of people in one week. Sometimes it's just one a week. I always have a fairly steady stream of somebody reaching out to me to tell me about a particular episode that resonated with them. And then if they do mention a particular episode, I go back to that guest and I send them a message. And I'm like, just so you know, I got a message today and they said, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I don't reveal who is the person sending unless they ask me to connect them. But those messages help the guests too. Like they come onto the show because they felt isolated. They share their story and then they find out that someone connected to their story and is a lot like them. And it's, it's amazing. I wish I could do it on a bigger scale, but you know, we'll get there. It's just, it's just finding ways and channels for us to connect. And I think it really does ease some of the self hate hate. I can only speak for myself though, because obviously it's my experience. Let me tell you what this show does for me. I went from all, you know, I always loved being mixed. I was, I was, I was always the mixed girl wherever I was. That was always part of my thing. And that's why I created my social media handles to reflect that. My social media handles are mixed girl main because growing up in the hood, I was always that mixed girl. Oh, you mean that little mixed girl? Oh, you mean mixed Charmaine? I was always the mixed one. So I developed my personality kind of around that, I think. <laughs> and, uh, but doing that, but I still felt isolated. I mean, I can't even talk about being mixed with my brother. He doesn't like to talk about that kind of stuff. And I have a couple friends that are mixed. If you listen to my other show, Blurred Comics, you hear me talk every week with my friend, Blurred Vision, who I grew up with, who is also mixed. And pretty much every conversation we have, even if it's about something seemingly unrelated to mixedness, we find a mixed angle when we talk about it. And that's what our friendship has grown and developed off of. We needed a mixed sounding board and we have it through each other. And then I start this show. And I go from thinking that like I was, you know, a pretty typical version of mixedness to suddenly realizing my mixed story is so different than other people's mixed stories. And then finding like, oh, even though we're mixed differently, I have a lot more in common with you than I have with people from my own ethnic groups. So I have run the gamut of feelings about mixedness. I've learned so much more than I ever did before. I understand better now the term we are not a monolith because of this show. And even though there is a lot of crossover from episode to episode, from mix to mix of some of the things that we deal with, things that happen at us, being asked where we're from, being told we're exotic looking, asking which parent is the brown one, asking if our white parent is the adopt the adopter or something, asking if our brown parent is the nanny, things like that. We have a lot of crossover in what happens to us, but we can learn so much about each other's cultures and how we negotiate our different cultures just by listening and having conversations. I have had that chance. I have been extremely lucky because I'm on this side of the recording that I get to have that exposure to all of my guests. Over time, I do hope that guests will interact with other guests or community members will be able to reach out and a guest will talk to them directly through the groups. I hope things like that happen. I want to build a mixed race summer camp for kids eventually. I've, t I've been in talks with somebody about putting something like that on. I want to have mixers in different cities so that people get a chance to meet other mixed race folks. I do want to build up this community because I do feel that it helps tremendously. For the person who reached out to me on Twitter, who I've been having these kind of conversations with um, about the self-hate, don't keep your mouth shut. 
don't not talk about it just because you happened to trigger me when you did. I'm sure there's other people. Well, maybe I don't know. You might talk to other people. You might you, you may not have anybody to speak to. But I'm sure that if you have this conversation with other people, aspects of what you say will trigger them and some aspects won't. The reason why I was so triggered is because I have been in this happiness bubble of mixedness since I started this show. And I very rarely, even when we talk about trauma, I very rarely get a feeling of you're not doing it's not working I never feel that but when I received your message for a brief period of time it felt like it wasn't working for one person it felt like it wasn't working and that sent me on a spiral of shit I had to deal with and I dealt with it and I, I worked it out both on my show and in um, you know solo and things like that I don't regret that that happened I'm grateful that it did because it shows me how much work needs to be done in this community. I was feeling really, like I said, I was in a happiness bubble of mixedness. And so sometimes the happiness bu bubble makes you forget that there's work to be done. And in this case, you helped me realize how much more work needs to be done, how much more effort I need to put in to help unite this community and help people that are really suffering on the self-hate side of it. So, like I said, just a mini update to let y'all know, I did hear back from the person. They seem to be fine, but they are probably going to turtle up a little bit again because their reaction to me talking about it publicly was, oh, maybe I hurt your feelings, so maybe I shouldn't talk about it. I don't want that to be the case. I mean, yeah, my feelings were hurt for a few hours, and then I worked through it, and I found something important to come out of it all in all that's that's a good thing I'm gonna do extra work because of this new knowledge that is kind of brought to my attention I hope you continue to do the work yourself to to try to feel better about your mixedness just continue to understand there's nothing you can do about being mixedness but either embrace it hate yourself or ignore it those are really your only options right now and if you choose to embrace it I can tell you only from my personal experience that you will get a lot of wonderful things out of embracing it the amount of people I've connected with the people that I have as a resource to go to when I am having a bad mixed day has expanded now because of this show so I do hope you join the community again I don't know your name I don't know who you are so if you do join the community I won't know if you're a part of it but engage with people let them know you're having a bad mixed day the only thing that I would suggest is maybe starting it out like that I'm having a bad mixed day. Here's the negative ways I'm feeling, blah, 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 blah. Here's what I don't want to feel, blah, 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 blah. Here's what I hope to feel, blah, 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 blah. That way people know that you're not attacking mixedness necessarily, but you're dealing with your own feelings. And that would probably be my only advice in terms of how to present the things that you're struggling with. Don't shut your mouth. Don't close yourself off even further. Engage. Engage with the mixed race community through social media, in person, however you can. Find other people like you to talk to about these things. I'm one of those people. I'm still out here. Um, and you know, yeah, you may trigger me again in the future. So what? So I get triggered and I got to deal with some feelings. So what? I will deal with those feelings. But don't shut your mouth. Keep talking about it and keep doing the work to try to alleviate I guess I don't know another word for that alleviate the hate that you feel the internal hate because I know it's uncomfortable and it'll eat you 
up and it'll pull focus away from potentially rich relationships that you can have because you're not hating yourself or closing yourself off. Okay, I don't know if that was a good wrap-up or update. <laughs> it feels kind of crazy, but I didn't want to take away from the other episode because I started to record an update, and by the time I was done, it was like a 30-minute intro into a 45-minute episode, so I wanted to break it up. If you want to talk further on this issue of self-hate, I think it might be a good idea to have a roundtable discussion. I did try to do roundtables a while back before I lost my job in June, um, but it kind of fell apart. I wasn't able to focus on it while dealing with all the other stuff. I still want to incorporate that as a as a thing for mix for militantly mixed going down the road. Part of that has to do with just like, you know, bandwidth of being able to to get it done. It's harder to seek out people for it right now given my current circumstance. So if it, if if you were either triggered by or feel like you want to engage on a sympathetic level, on the topic of self-hate based off of that episode that I dropped and you want to talk about it in a roundtable kind of way, send me an email at charmaine at militantlymixed.com. S is in Sam, H-A-R-M as in Mary, A-N as in Nancy, E at militantlymixed.com. Mention the self-hate roundtable. I don't know when we can put it together. It depends on how many people I get engaged with. And then we can kind of schedule a time on Skype where we can do a roundtable and discuss these moments. Maybe that'll be helpful to the people who are feeling self-hate in the moment and if you are one of those people and you want to participate that would be even more better because we can actually get someone who's dealing with those feelings right now to discuss the feelings that they have uh so yeah holler at me let me know if that's something that you would be interested in doing or hearing on the show and i will try to make it happen sometime before the end of the year Anything else? I think that's it. You can go to patreon.com slash militantlymixed to sponsor the show. We are trying to achieve a $300 goal for the month of October. We are currently at 203 so 97 more dollars to go. Patreon.com slash militantlymixed for a monthly sponsorship from as low as a dollar to as high as anything you wish. And there's different reward levels depending on where you donate. Or you can go to paypal.me slash militantlymix for a one-time only donation. Or if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation, but you do want to drop some coins. Or you can go to teespring.com, T-E-E-spring.com, and search for the Militantly Mixed store and buy a Militantly Mixed t-shirt, tote bag, or mug. And that goes a long way also in sponsoring the show financially and helping keep this work going because clearly... We got a lot of work to do. We got to share the stories. We got to create the archive of mixedness out in the world. And we have to connect with the community and give people a safe space to go when they're feeling really rough. Also, if you're listening to the show and you are a therapist or a counselor or in the wellness community in some way, shape, or form and can offer services of, of help for people that are dealing with this, please let me know as well. And I will create a resource page for people where they can go to find services, um, be it therapists or counselors or group group discussion services um, with mixedness. I think that would be probably a good next step for Militantly Mixed to provide. All right, I think that's it. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. The next episode of Militantly Mixed is episode 64 with Tierra Manuel, the curly head shinobi. That will be available on October 1st. And... Until then, don't forget to be a mixed ass self. Bye, y'all. Militantly Mix is a main hustle media podcast, produced and hosted by me, Charmaine Fury. 
Music is by David Bogan the One. You can follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Militantly Mixed. If you'd like to become a sponsor of Militantly Mixed, please go to patreon.com slash militantly mixed for monthly sponsorship or paypal.me slash militantly mixed for a one-time only donation. And if you like what you hear on Militantly Mixed, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to be your mixed-ass self. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.